Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you live the life you want to live through the power of real estate investing. I'm Rob Brake, and here with me is your other host, Sandy McKay. Sandy, what's going on? Hey, Rob. Um, lots going on. There's always a lot going on. Uh, super busy. You know, both of us actually. We've been working on a couple deals together, so um, always, always busy. Um, but you know, as, as always, we got a free gift up for you guys. So everyone listening, I uh, want to mention that you can go and go to BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. We've got a free report up there for you. It's called Secrets of the Financial Industry. Also, actually, we've got, there's actually two free reports up there now. The other one's called Mutual Funds, or Mutual Fund Secrets Revealed, The Trillion Dollar Heist. And a really cool uh, insight there into mutual fund industry and, you know, some things that... Uh, that might scare some people, but there might be might be some really valuable valuable info there for you all. So go check those out again. That's breakthroughreipodcast.ca. And please, uh, after the show, feel free to leave a question, a comment, or a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. And while you're there, quick, quick, click the subscribe button, and uh, so you won't miss any of the new episodes as they come out. Yep, and you know you can also comment on the Breakthrough REI podcast website as well. Um, either one works. And so today, got something really cool for you. It's our our first interview that we're doing on the show. It's a, a really really awesome one with uh, award winning investor Quentin D'Souza, and uh, it's a really really fun interview. And one that uh, I know is it's, I mean it's our first one, but it's going to be going to put a lot of pressure on our next guest to beat it because there's some great info in there. Uh, Quentin talks about the buy, fix, and refi strategy, which is uh, seems to be becoming more popular and popular, you know, every month here now. Uh, so that's really cool, and he'll talk a bit more about the Durham region and uh, some other spots in the GTA that are great for investing right now in 2014. And there's really just, there's a ton of great value in this interview. So uh, it's coming up in just a bit and it's really, really cool. And I wanted to uh, toot my own horn a little bit here. uh, During the interview, he makes a reference to uh, somebody, like just how valuable uh, the relationships are in in the Durham uh, REI. Just how you can network with other people and, uh, and build deals together. And he makes a reference to a nineplex deal that was actually me he was talking about and you know i would have never been able to put that deal together without uh, going to the durham rei so i mean i i attribute a, a lot of what i've done over the past year and a half uh with durham rei so that was a great interview and again uh well i guess without further ado here it is our interview with quentin d'souza quentin how are you today Oh, I'm doing fine, and, and I hope you're doing well, too. We're doing good. 
I am. How are you doing, Sandy? <laughs> yep, always great, always great. Okay, thank you so much for agreeing to be the very first guest on the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Uh, glad to be here. I know you guys are uh, uh, working hard at this, so uh, I'm happy to to uh, support your uh, endeavor here. It uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Great, yeah. Um, Quentin, I got a, wrote a little bit of an intro here for you, um, just to th- tell the listeners a bit more about you. Um, and then uh, if you want to add on to it at the end, then uh, definitely feel free. Um, but we, uh, like we've said before, we have a special interview here with Quentin D'Souza, who is a highly respected real estate investor in uh, the Ontario real estate investing community. And uh, more specifically, uh, he focuses on the Durham region. And uh, Quentin has won a number of real estate investing awards. Uh, he's been recognized as a top player by Rain. Also won the Michael Millinar Memorial Leadership Award from Rain. And uh, Quentin is the founder, uh, or what he calls the the chief chief education officer, or the CEO of the Durham Real Estate Investors Club, uh, which has been nominated again this year for Investment Club of the Year in Canada. And Quentin has been profiled in the Canadian Real Estate Wealth magazine. Um, he's in, uh, also been in uh, another one of our pal Ian Sabo's books, Renters to Riches. And Quentin is, uh, amongst all that, he's also a busy um, professional consultant with a full-time life outside of real estate. So definitely a very busy guy. And uh, we're very, very honored to have you here today, Quentin. Um, so if, if, uh, if that does it, that's, that's great. But if you want to add to that, uh, some, that would be good too. Uh, happy, uh, happy, uh, husband and, uh, proud, uh, father of two, uh, young boys as well. Uh, keep me out of trouble. <laughs> okay, cool. great. Well, the, uh, the choice was easy for us to ask you on as our first guest. And, um, we're just very appreciative that you were able to fit us in. We know you're very busy, so we're going to jump right in, okay? Yeah, no problem. All right. So how did you get started in uh, real estate investing? Well, uh, I guess um, when I first started out in, in, in investing in general, I started to look at different types of strategies. I was uh, looking at um, mutual funds and stock market and I looked at, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, Smith Maneuver, um, but it's where you uh, borrow against your mortgage in order to help uh, uh, convert your non-deductible mortgage debt into a deductible mortgage debt. And, um, you know, I was uh, kind of looking at different strategies in order to do that or to use uh, the Smith Maneuver. And, uh, you know, we, we had uh, invested in, in mutual funds before and, uh, and stocks. But um, the, the power of real estate and, and the people who had, that I um, had read about who had succeeded uh, had done so uh, through uh, real estate investing. And, um, you know, I think one of the first books I read on the topic was that, that kind of quintessential Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. Uh, that uh, a lot of investors read when they get started um, gives you a, a good 
idea of, of what a real asset is and, and something that can continue to um, give you uh, uh, income. And um, that really appealed to me. So I kind of got into it that way. I, um, you know, I learned a little about uh, a bit about um, the real estate market. We bought a, um, a single-family home off uh, plans, uh, just like a new area, and uh, you know, um, we bought that, held on to it for a few years, and, and then sold it and, and did well with it. And then, uh, you know, really, we started to ramp up the business about seven years ago, and. And uh, haven't stopped since, and uh, and that's really, uh, you know, um, where we we got started in real estate investing, and we, um, you know, one of the things that that helped a lot was is finding like-minded people and and kind of sharing the pain and and also uh, sharing the the wealth of knowledge that that, that comes from um, you know uh, engaging in a community of of other uh, real estate investors. So that's um, definitely uh, something that's uh, uh, been helpful for that. Yeah. Right at the beginning there, you were mentioning, uh, I've looked into it just a little bit, but you were mentioning Smith Maneuver. Did you ever get that up and running? Yeah, I have. We've, we've used it for about seven years. And uh, um, you know, when, we, when we did, actually it was probably about eight years ago, um, because because it was before we really started to ramp up the real estate business. And um, what ended up happening was uh, we um, uh, haven't done really well, I'd have to say, with the mutual funds that we did buy as part of the real estate business. I think we've probably made about $10,000, I think, um, over the, the time period. Uh, that we uh, we invested in, and um, you know that that's not saying much. Uh, so it would have been much better utilized in different ways, but um, it's helped in 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 other aspects. So um, I have to say, though, as an investment, it has been quite poor. Um, but that's the you know that's my my own thoughts of mutual funds in general. But uh, for, for that in particular, but the Smith maneuver itself is great. It's a great way to um, lower your um, your mortgage and and actually create a deductible uh, debt so that you can you know continue to invest with that money. It's a it's a good way to to do that. So I encourage people to check that out. Uh, in particular for your investment properties as well, it's worth setting up if you're if you're going down that route. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, in your opinion, what is so great about real estate as an investment? Well, I, I guess it, it, there's there's a lot of different aspects to real estate that makes it um, good. There's just uh, the fact that it's a physical asset that you can touch and hold on to, not a piece of paper that somebody else owns and there's six people or 12 people in between, you know, six managers and, and, you know, a hierarchy of people that all have to be paid before you get paid. So, um, you know, it's that tangible asset class that's nice. It, uh, you know, it scales to inflation, usually exceeds it. Um, you know, not only do you get uh, appreciation over time, but, uh, you know, you get that, that cash flow that comes from it. You can... 
um, push the value by you know putting in some sweat equity and, and increasing the value of the property. Um, you know, there's some great tax. There's lots of different things that, that make it great. I could keep going, but I'm sure nobody wants to hear me go on and on about all the, the benefits of it. It, it but as, um, as an asset class and as, uh, I guess as, as an investment, it's probably the, the, the biggest investment most people make in their life, whether it's for their own personal home or um, you know, if they invest in real estate, like uh, like people like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a show that I listen to, and uh, it's exactly what what he talks about a lot is just maintaining control of your investment, and that's the one of the best ways to do it, right? Like you control almost every aspect of it with real estate. Yeah, that's right, and and control doesn't necessarily mean that you have to. Um, be the person who's swinging the hammer. Uh, it, it really means that you have to be the person who's directing the person to swing the hammer or, you know, um, have the uh, ability to control that person with, uh, you know, hiring them or firing them however, however you, you know, you see fit, right? Um, but uh, there is a lot of benefits to uh, uh, to that for sure. Yeah, and to a certain degree, I mean, you set your own rents, you can decide who you want to move into the property, all kinds of different things. Um, okay, do you uh, do you use multiple strategies or do you stick with one strategy uh, when you're investing? Well, um, well, I have to say when I started off, I kind of dabbled in a number of different um, strategies. Uh, you know, rent to own, uh, wholesaling, um, you know, uh, kind of the gambit. But uh, really, what I focused in on is uh, uh, buy, fix, refinance, and rent. That's the strategy that I've kind of uh, really focused in on over the last, uh, I would say, uh, five years. Um, it's really where, I, you know, I felt that I've got the most. Uh, return on my time and, and money and the biggest uh, return on my investing uh, dollars has been through that strategy. So that's um, that's really where I've, I've focused in on. Um, I mean, uh, the rent-to-own worked well for, uh, you know, a couple of the, the deals that I did and, and one went really poorly. Um, but, um, you know, uh, I take... I always take full responsibility for my actions, and you know, um, I, you know, you learn a lot from your mistakes, and and uh, uh, that's just helped me to become a better investor. And uh, the buy, fix, and refinance strategy I found is probably the the best combination strategy that's out there. It's more advanced, I think, than um, simply buy and hold, and it has the um, you know the quick appreciation aspects of the uh, you know the flip uh, flipping a property so and it allows you to get into properties with with uh, less uh, less money down. Yeah, I know it's not a uh, a quick answer because I took a whole day workshop with you <laughs> to explain that strategy. But do you want to uh, just briefly um, explain to everybody how sure. that works? Yeah, so uh, basically what you're doing is you're, you're buying the property and you're buying a property that has, usually there's there's two kind of 
types of properties that you end up buying. Um, it's either a property that uh, a person or a person doesn't want or um, people don't know about. And uh, the ones that people don't want are usually the ones that smell like cat pee or uh, the, I had this I had this great, uh, sorry, I'm going to go off track a little bit, but I, I, we had a fourplex that uh, we're, we're working on right now and the, and the home inspector said, this is probably the worst unit I've ever been into in my life. <laughs> so, you know, most people would go, oh no, like run away. But you know what? That's opportunity for me, right? Because I know uh, it's, it's just a house. It's a property. I'm not emotionally attached to it. And I know I can take it and make it into something way better. And I can charge a lot more rent for it. So, um, you know what? That's just part of the, you know, it's part of the game. So, Buying it right is the is the good challenge, and um, getting that property uh, for the right price is, is great. Um, you know, and uh, if it's something that somebody doesn't know about, it could be you know a private sale, or it could be something where um, you know there's some other motivation they need to sell because of uh, you know they're behind on their mortgage or something like that. And there's there's all those types of motivations, and then. Um, after you buy it, you want to fix it in some way so that you can bring up the value of the property. And the key there is to focus your renovations uh, on areas that will quickly lift the value of the property um, so that you can uh, make it worth a lot more than you paid for it. And there's a lot of different moving parts when it comes to that, but you really want to watch your renovation dollars and make sure that, that uh, you know, you, you have a lot of room there and uh, that you're lifting the value as much as possible so that uh, when you refinance, you're uh, refinance at a, at a much higher value than what you paid for it and what you put into it with your renovation dollars. And then by doing that, uh, you're able to purchase a property when you refinance with uh, a low down payment. Uh, so you end up with less money into the deal. And the key to the whole strategy is to make sure that that property is going to cash flow anyways. So all you're doing is you're increasing your ROI because that property is going to cash flow when you're done the entire process and you're going to have uh, a lot um, less money down into the uh, deal. Okay, so, great. Yeah, that's and then of course it's renting and holding. So now you're flipping it into your portfolio and you're holding on to it for a, a longer period of time. So you get in there and um, you know it's just added to your portfolio. I, I love it. It's it's kind of like a hybrid strategy. Takes advantage of the um, the uh, you know, flip aspects of things and also the buy and hold aspects of things. So it's a, it's a great little, I think now it with works you, beautifully. Are you, so you said, have you been doing this for, so everyone that invests with you, they would sign on for five years in general, wouldn't they? Uh, I tend to work with people who want to, to, to be in with, with me for like years. So more than five years at least. Um, partners who want to be there for 10 or more. Um, so looking at the long haul, real real cash, real appreciation um, and uh, looking at uh, you know, creating a, a portfolio of, 
of generational wealth. So, um, you know, whether it be to put their kids to school or for retirement or whatever their their big goals are, um, and to throw off, you know, cash um, you know, on a quarterly basis so that they can use it for whatever they need to to use it for, whether it's vacations or just to reinvest or whatever it is. Okay, that's mm-hmm. great because that was one question that I really had was uh, was how long to get somebody to invest with you, and I think that that makes a lot of sense for it to be uh, more than the one term of five years. So that's good. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. You know, that's one of the problems I had initially, actually, because one of the first times I, I, I used the strategy, um, the partner that I, I used it with wanted out after the – um, the buy and fix part of it and the refi uh, because they saw the money that was there on the table. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things you have to be careful of and one of the things that I kind of filter for because it's great, you know, getting them into the deal, but if they want to get out right away and they want to take the cash now, then, you know, it would have probably been better to put them as a money partner or a different type of partner in the deal. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that was one of the mistakes I made with um, partners and one that, you know, really wanted money now and, and it didn't come across like that in our what we were discussing before so or initially. And, um, you know, I learned from that because I, you know, I uh, had to, you know, I'm not somebody who I don't want to have a partner who doesn't want to continue with me. So I'll you know, make sure that we can work out a win-win situation and, and get them bought out and, and move on to the next deal. But um, it's too bad because that property now is worth $100,000 more than what they <laughs> they bought out for. So, you know, you know, it's, you know, I think it's probably five years later that, uh, you know, there's an extra 100000 sitting on the table that they've lost out on and that's too bad. But, you know, that's life. <laughs> uh, and it's good for it's, your new partner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's that's a great explanation. It's a really attractive uh, strategy. I know, just um, you know, there's a lot of uh, benefits to it, but certainly, you know, there's got to be some some problems that arise every now and then. Can you maybe discuss um, some of the common issues that might pop up uh, using the buy fix refi strategy? Oh yeah, there there are always problems that that come up, right? If you um, you think you bought low and you bought really at market, um, that's really a and being an inexperienced type of person who's buying. Um, you um, you know the renovations get out of hand. You spend too much. Uh, you think that everything's a TV show and. Uh, you over renovate the property, and you uh, you know you're trying to create this wow effect for your tenants, um, which is great. And don't get me wrong, it's it's great for makes good TV. But uh, um, you want to make sure that you uh, your property appreciates to the the fullest potential possible, and and over renovating kills your 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 dollars in uh, and uh, your uh, dollars out when you're when you're refining. So you have to really be careful when you're doing it. Do it well, and you know know how much money you're putting into it. And then the other part is getting it appraised well. There's so many challenges when it comes to appraisals. Um, 
Uh, I'll tell you a little experience I had a few months ago with a, a deal where um, we had a property appraised three times, and this had to do with um, you know switching from one from one mortgage to another and and doing the refi, but without doing anything to the property, we had three different appraisals on the property with almost fifteen thousand dollars difference with no change to the property. So. Um, you know, the first time it was appraised, it was appraised at 196. The second time it was appraised, it was appraised at 210. The third time it was appraised, it was appraised at uh, 205 or 206. I, I can't remember, but um, that much $14,000 difference with no change to the property. Wow. So yeah, it, it can be a bit of a challenge. There's a lot of different strategies that you use when you when you go into to uh, working with um, appraisers to get the uh, appraisal that you want. But, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're, those are probably the most common problems that, that kind of come up when you're when you're working in the buy, fix, and, and refinance strategy. Cool, awesome. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot to this. I mean, as far as strategies go, it is probably one of the, out of the basic ones, it's like, I'd say, the most complex, really. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts to it, and and actually, I'm working on um, a book with uh, uh, two partners of mine, uh, Jeff Woods and uh, Andrew Brennan, and uh, we have a website, The Ultimate Wealth Strategy, where we're kind of uh, working on promoting the book and 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 that strategy in particular. So it's uh, I think it has I think there isn't as much press and and people who are doing it. Uh, out there, maybe because it's not as popular as you know, putting it on TV or um, you know, just a straight buy and hold type thing. But uh, uh, it works really well for your return on your money for sure. So, what is the website that goes along with that book? Uh, it's the ultimatewealthstrategy.com. Okay, and we're going to link to that in the show notes, I think. Right, Sandy? We can do that. <laughs> Sure, yeah, we'll have that up there um, if anyone, for people to want to check it out, definitely. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. yep. Um, okay, cool. That's, that's awesome. That, uh, I mean, we've gone over the basics of that strategy. I know there's a lot more, a lot more to it. but <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's great, though. That definitely is going to help uh, some of the listeners get the basic idea. Um, maybe let's, let's move a bit to the, uh, something else. Talk about maybe the market that you invest in. Um, cause you, I know you're pretty specific on, on where you invest. Uh, can you talk a bit about maybe how you selected a market to invest in and why you chose it? Well, you know, I didn't always invest just in the Durham region. I, you know, I, I've looked at Hamilton. I put in offers in Hamilton on properties outside of, of the Durham region, all the way as far north as, uh, the Lindsay area. And, um, uh, you know, sold the property up by Lindsay and and haven't really expanded outside of the Durham region. I like to be, you know, I like to have about forty five minutes drive to any of the properties that I'm uh, I, I own. Um, not that I necessarily I have to be the person who's there, but I I do like to do some you know drive bys and and um, you know take keep an eye on on those properties. But uh, um, you know from uh, 
an ease of ownership perspective. I like to 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 be able to have that uh, that ability. Um, it was great owning those properties, but it wasn't really you know when problems arise. Uh, no property manager is going to do what you need them to do when it comes to big problems. So um, you uh, sometimes you have to take things uh, in hand, and it's hard to do when when you are far away from property. So that's one of the, th- the reasons why I, I have the market that I that I'm in because I do live in the Durham region as well. But um, you know. Some of the other reasons why we selected the area is because of the, um, you know, I would have been I would have been happy to go out to you know Hamilton and focus in on Hamilton. I think that's a great area, uh, Barry Aurelia as well. I think that's a, a great area to invest in. And there's a few other great areas that I think you know I would be comfortable investing in. But um, Durham region in particular, what I like about it is the the growth. What's been happening here. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're right now we're about half a million and by 2030, we're going to be at a million people. I mean, they all need houses. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, we've got lots of infrastructure improvements. Um, you know, you look at the, the, uh, 407, uh, building that's going on right now, uh, all across, you know, the East Durham link, West Durham link. Uh, the number of businesses that are growing out here, the number of houses that are, are being built, and the intensification that's starting to happen. It's um, it's just a, a great place to invest. And a lot of people in Toronto can't afford to live in Toronto. Um, and they are coming out to the, the west and the east. Um, I think the um, west gets a lot, like Hamilton, Burlington, that area gets a lot of, of press. And you get a lot of people who are moving out in that direction because of that press when it comes to investing. And uh, that's been great. Uh, but but lately, it's been getting really hairy out here when it comes to purchasing property. It's been a tight, tight market. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's starting to get to that point where, um, you know, there isn't uh, a lot of... Um, I do a lot of research when it comes to my area and the market that I invest in. And when you see the amount of listings come down to where it is and the sale and the sales, you know, dropping, but not as much as the listings, that's a really tight market. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next, uh, um, you know, six months. I think it's going to be very interesting, especially this spring market. It's going to be, uh, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> no matter what happens at this point. So, <laughs> Yeah, if you own property, you're probably pretty happy about, <laughs> about all that that you're saying for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? I'm always still look, I'm always looking for opportunities. Like I've, we've finished our, um, our first one uh, in January and we're, we're closing on our second one in March. So, um, you know, it's, you, you, we're still moving forward and we still continue to, to buy properties because there are amazing opportunities and you just have to know how to pick them and, and, and get, get in them before, uh, other people do or know the right people that uh, can, can bring you the deals and, and help you find them. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, uh, it definitely comes down to having a good network too, so you can find some of these maybe off market or, or private sales for sure. Um, 
Uh, and another cool thing too that you do, I know that you just gave out was the your uh, kind of real estate. Um, I forget what you call it now, but it's the real estate cycle basically for the Durham region over the last uh, uh, quarter, I believe. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, that's right. So <clears throat> I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and, and basically it gives you an idea of where um, each region is or a region is in the real estate cycle. So the, the real estate cycle is basically you're in um, you're in a, a boom period. Oh, you're in a recovery period or you're in a slump period, right? And usually it goes something like slump, recovery, boom. And uh, each market moves through these cycles. So as you, as you go through, you know, a cycle, you, um, it, it's more than you don't want to time the market. I'm not saying to time the market. People tend to listen to that and say, oh, he's telling you to time the, time the market. I'm not saying that. Over time, real estate will do well. Invest for 10 years or 20 years and you will make money in real estate. But, I thought you were supposed to sell your properties immediately when the when you saw that the uh, prices were starting to go down. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> Hopefully not. But you know um, what you can do though is you when you understand where you are in the cycle, you can make better decisions. That's all. And you know if you're in a tight market or you're in a boom market and you want to do a flip, you're probably going to be much more successful than if you're in a slump market, right? So it gives you an idea of the type of strategies that you can use in the, in the markets that you're in and what will work well and, and, and what won't work well. You know, uh, rent-to-owns work quite well if you have a good appreciation rate in, a, a, you know, a recovery to a boom market. But in a boom market, full boom, you might be giving away the cake uh, you know, if it's going up 10, 10% a year, as opposed to, you know, the 3% that you put in your RTOs. So that's why it's important to understand the, the cycle in the, um, the market that you're in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do that research anyways, for my, uh, the partners that I work with. So um, I'm happy to have like to share that with the Durham REI members and, you know, people who, who, uh, um, you know, come out and and uh, and share with uh, their knowledge with other people too. So it's given and give and take, right? Yeah, and totally. And that's, I mean, as someone who uh, goes to the Durham REI quite pretty much every month, um, you know, I I gotta say that report is one of the most valuable things that you give away. I would say, um, and for you know. Uh, a small fee that we pay that's that's a lot of work that you put into it so um anyone else that's thinking about going out to those uh to the durham rei um that's worth it right away just that i appreciate that thanks yeah i do put i put a lot of effort into it but uh it helps a lot of people and uh and um you know it helps it helps me too because i'm helping my partners to see where we're going and, and why it makes sense or what we have to watch out for so it's a good thing for everybody yeah it really is um now uh you know, we're talking about a lot of the market there's so there's a lot of things to know here about real estate uh, maybe for some of the newbies out there, is there a few things that you could uh, uh, point out that a new investor should do or should uh, be looking into um, in order to be successful in, in real estate investing? Uh, it's, it's interesting, but 
there are so many shiny pennies, so many gurus, so many television shows that are out there that uh, all compete for the intention of, of a, a real estate investor or a potential real estate investor. And um, really what I suggest people do is find somebody who's already successful. Don't find the the guru from the stage or, you know, um, that sort of thing. But try to find other people who have already done what you want to do or who are moving in that direction. And, um, you know, that that will help you much more because then you can see what strategies they're using that's successful, what's working, what's not working. Um, you know, don't, don't spend, you know, um, money on learning about sandwich leases if that's not going to help you move forward in the market that you're in. Uh, instead of sandwich leases, you might just tweak that a bit and, and focus on rent-to-owns because maybe that works better in the market that you're in. Um, so being able to kind of uh, find other people that are doing what you want to do and, and kind of ask them and, and hopefully, you know, get a mentor or get somebody who's helpful, to, who's going to help you move in the right direction. Um, I think that's that's good. And, you know, I have uh, accountability partners and in, in the friends that I have, right? And, uh, you know, they help to push me forward and, and I push them, you know, in the same way. Uh, help to push them to, to do uh, bigger deals, better deals, or, or, you know, help them to move forward. So, you know, having that accountability partner, um, you know, on the journey helps uh, a lot. Uh, definitely helps a lot, and uh, and focus on and, and focus on a particular strategy and, and do well with it. Um, you know, if you know if you know, um, you know, buy, fix, refinance, and rent works really well. Then become an expert at it. Do become better than than what I'm doing at it. You know, be, be better than uh, Jeff and Andrew, uh, but you know, be really good at it, and um, and that's how you'll succeed. Um, because uh, it's through that focus and, and success, I think, that other people have already gotten in that in that area that you know that you can succeed in it too. Um, and if you don't know anybody that's not selling a program and um, uh, you know, is using a particular strategy and it's working for them in their business, then you know that that's a strategy that you, you should be uh, trying to focus on too. Yeah, that's great. That's one of the things I definitely need to do a little bit more is focus. I <laughs> uh, find myself all over the map, especially lately. So uh, that's some good advice. Um, you pretty much answered the next question, but um, maybe you could sort of walk us through how you created Durham REI, um, why you decided to do that, and you know, and how it all came about. Um, well, because there really wasn't anybody that I knew that bought real estate. Uh, you'd be surprised to know that I, I have nobody in my family that's bought real estate. Um, I've not a second generation or third generation investor. You know, we're we're newcomers to the country, right? In the seventies, I was born in Fiji, um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I I got here and I was three, and you know, we grew up down at Bathurst and Finch, and you know, uh, uh, moved moved around, and uh, you know, I, I've I've learned a lot, but. Um, you know, I didn't have anybody that I could ask or, or question. So, you know, that's kind of where I, 
where it came from. And, and there were other people who wanted to meet uh, and, and talk about real estate as well. So that's really how it started, you know, four people at a Tim Hortons or five people at a Tim Hortons. And then we moved to, you know, we got bigger and we moved to a bar. And um, uh, it was great because you could, you know, grab a beer and talk, talk real estate. It's it good. Well, you could still sneak it in in your coat now if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. But, uh, but, you know, and then we moved to the back of a dentist's office because uh, we had uh, um, one of the members uh, had uh, a couple of dental offices and, and she was really, her and her husband were really nice and, and they allowed us to meet back there for a while. And then, and then it kept growing and growing and, uh, you know, getting better and better. And, and um, that's what it is today. You know, we've got um, a lot of different um, uh, workshops that go on, seminars that, that happen and, uh, uh, you know, real education that, that's really working because uh, I'm, I, I don't want to hear about things that um, don't work. And, and sometimes people don't like what I have to say, and, and that's okay. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not out to please anybody. Uh, I'd rather tell it how I feel it is and, and some people like it and some people don't and some people, uh, you know, might be better off going to a, a, a um, you know, a, a guru course and, and, and that's fine too because if, if they get started in real estate investing and that helps them to move forward, then that's really a good thing. You know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. So, um, you know, everybody gets started in different ways. It's just important that you start moving in the, in the right direction. And for, I hope that for a lot of people that Durham REI helps them to move in that direction and provides them good education and a good support network to, and, and hopefully puts deals together for people. You know, I, I love hearing about people who've met other people at Durham REI and put you know, nine plexes together or, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, you have people who, who are 22 years old and have four properties and they've learned all this stuff from, from being at, uh, you know, at Durham REI meetings, like things like that just blow me away. And, uh, and I, and I, and that inspires me too, to continue to make it better. So. Yeah. And that's great. And, and, and I'm really appreciative of it, uh, appreciative of it. And uh, that's where Sandy and I met there. We've put deals together now together and uh, and this podcast. So <laughs> there you I go. Mean, thank you. <laughs> uh, no problem. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to support support you in, in what, what way I can. So I'm glad that you, you invited me out to be your inaugural guest here. That's cool. Uh, you know, it was a funny thing that I was just recalling, too, is when I think it was just in, maybe in December. When you uh, uh, you did a little poll with the audience to put up their hands of who had bought real estate in the last um, year, I, I suppose it was, and it had to have been like over ninety percent. I want to say of the audience put their hands up mm-hmm. um, at the Dermary event. I thought that was really telling of how many people are actually, you know, taking some action and 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 putting deals together, like you said, um, in yeah. that group. So it's a good group for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, that was one of the things that I, you know, I often find that, and I've been to a number of different events over years, and, and you know, usually the, the dynamic is switched, and, and it's the opposite. You have maybe 20 or 30% of the audience that that's actually bought. 
um, property. But um, yeah, it's totally different at Duramariai. It's kind of cool. I love that because uh, it brings a lot of wealth to the discussions and and I certainly don't pretend to know everything. I learn stuff all the time, and, and what I learn, um, I, I try to bring to um, to the audience, and, and I hope that everybody, you know, when they come in, they share too. So it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I know we're kind of already maybe running overboard on timing here a bit, but maybe can you give us uh, um, maybe one common quality or or a trait that you see in people that are actually successful in real estate? Is it just taking action or what is maybe one thing that people can uh, work on to be successful? You know, uh, I think that you have to focus on a strategy and set goals and have specific targets and make steps to achieve those goals and targets. Um, Because without doing that, you know, you're really just – spinning your wheels you you need to be able to focus on 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 one thing because there's so many different aspects to like you could be a developer you could be a wholesaler you could be a realtor uh i mean there are all different types of of where you could fit in, in into the real estate game and if you can focus on one thing or one strategy and then set goals and then and focus on achieving them um then you know i think that's uh, one thing that I've seen really successful people, um, you know, who have done, you know, millions of dollars in real estate deals, um, they that's what they've done. They've really focused on that. And it doesn't mean that you always have to stay in that strategy. You could flip to doing something different, maybe development or, you know, uh, flipping houses, whatever it is. Um, but um, you need to have a focus and it, and, and it helps. Um, you can, I've seen some people who have multiple deals in, in different markets and have done, you know, mega, mega portfolios. But um, for the majority of people who are successful, uh, it's just people who have focused on a specific strategy, set goals for themselves and and um, and work slowly to achieve those goals every day, kind of moving forward a little bit. It's all in those little little bits forward. Okay. All right. So now we've come to the pressure cooker round, and this is the part of the show where we hit you with our uh, top burning questions, and you blow us away with ridiculously brilliant answers. How does that sound? Uh oh. <laughs> I hope I can. Uh, I hope I can do that. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, what excites you about the future of your business? Well, definitely the there's a number of different things that excite me about the business. You're going to have trouble to get like a simple answer from me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but, that's okay. As long as you're willing to stay on with us. We'll... Oh, yeah, until we're done. You know, um, I'm all about, uh, uh, you know, getting things done. So, I think that the future of the, my business in particular is that, you know, the growth potential of the appreciation, I've got, um, you know, cash flow uh, increases that are happening every, uh, well, it seems like almost every month, every every time I sent rent increases, uh, you know, look at the market and how it's changed from just a few years ago and, and uh, you know, just the ability to take my uh, a property 
add some value to it and make even more money on it, which is uh, a great thing for sure. So there's there's a lot of, um, I think, interesting opportunities, especially in the, the buy, fix, refinance, um, because there's always future refinances, which are fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can always pull more money out and then reapply it into other parts of your business or other properties or, you know, that's it's really uh, some good stuff. How, how long do I have for this pressure cooker round? <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as you want. <laughs> wait a minute. So what's the pressure part of this pressure cooker? I don't really know. Okay, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. What are you doing? We're going to need to uh, restructure this part, I think. <laughs> <laughs> watch for watch for guests keep rambling on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're okay. Yeah, uh, it's a three second timer for each answer. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want to, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good answer, anyways. <laughs> um, maybe uh, talk a bit about is there anything else in life that's exciting you besides real estate like I know there's lots of uh, exciting things going on in Durham maybe is there one or two things that's different than real estate that's exciting you a little bit uh, oh like uh, I love uh, you know we're, we're doing a lot of baseball for my son now he's got into he's in a rep league now so we're like uh, committed to multiple days of uh, of practice and, and tournaments and Niagara Falls and a whole bunch of other places. So that's a lot of fun. And, you know, there's, it, it's not only that, you know, it's meeting with uh, up with friends and, and taking time out of your day to, to talk to them. And, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's a lot of, uh, I, I, I really enjoy doing that as well. So, I mean, besides the real estate deals, it's the friendships and the, and the people that you, that you make or the people that you meet and the relationships that you have. Um, I, I think relationships are so important and that really excites me about this. Um, not outside of real estate, just, you know, being able to, to carry on these really cool relationships with neat people that I would never have met before. So it's uh, pretty neat. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, is there a piece of uh, info or advice or a quote, that has always stuck with you and if there is how did it help you um i think one of the things that really um has stuck with me recently anyways is that when you say yes to somebody you're saying no to something else and that really says to me that you have to balance what you're doing and how you're doing it and when you say yes to, uh, you know, buying a property, that means that you're going to be saying no to something else associated with perhaps uh, spending time with somebody on uh, uh, for going out for coffee or something like that. So you have to be prepared to, to for the yeses um, because then there has to be associated uh, no's as well. And that can be tough sometimes, so you have to you have to balance that carefully. Um, I'm I'm always uh, cognizant of you know my family and, and spending time with. Uh, I, I really consider myself a family man, and uh, uh, you know I want to spend time with my kids, and I don't want to be a stranger at the uh, baseball games or you know when we're going to soccer matches at seven in the morning, because uh, that's what uh, the would be Iroquois League uh, is like, but um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, I think that you, you just have to keep that in mind. When you say when you say yes, you're saying no to other things. So, uh, is there someone you want to attribute that quote to, or? <laughs> I have no idea where I got that from. I was okay, it was probably a conversation advice. that I had with somebody. I've got I've got a lot of these little little things that have have kind of come up over over time that that have helped me and you know, but uh, that one in particular is starting to stick more and more because as as you start to build your business, you get pulled in a hundred different ways by a hundred different people. And um, it can be a real challenge. So you need to be able to say no, too. Uh, and that's uh, that can be a challenge for uh, an entrepreneur or, or anybody. Uh, you need to be able to say no. And um, that's that's sometimes a challenge. So, Yeah, totally. That's, that's great, great advice. Um, I think, uh, Rob, we're probably going to pretty much wrap it up there, eh? Yeah, that, that was good? great. I yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. No yeah. problem. We probably want to keep the show under an hour, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this guy keeps talking. Gonna... What's going on? <laughs> well, you know what? It's 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 it really doesn't matter if you're giving us some awesome value here, some really awesome advice for our listeners and everything. Um, awesome insight into the the buy fix refi strategy there and Durham region. Um, also, Rob, I made a note here. We got to add more pressure to the pressure cooker round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. That's an important piece there. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't have to do that exactly. Should we play the uh, Jeopardy theme in the background, or <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it? Yeah, I could do it. We'll work on that. <laughs> so, Quentin, uh, yeah, thanks again so much for doing this. Uh, why don't you uh, tell our listeners? Uh, where they can find out a bit more about you and uh, also about uh, the Durham REI Club. Yeah, uh, definitely visit uh, DurhamREI.ca. Um, that's where you can find out a little bit more about the Durham REI Club. Um, you can also, I, I know uh, um, Jeff and, and Andrew and I would appreciate if you check out the Ultimate Wealth Strategy uh, website as well, the theultimatewealthstrategy.com, and uh, I don't know. Come out to a Durham REI meeting. It would be uh, good to, to meet uh, new people. So that's, that's, that's probably usually the, the best. first Wednesday of every month, right? Yeah, that's right. Except except when there's snowstorms and then we get all messed yeah. up. But <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Well, I guess you were young when you moved from Fiji, but that's probably one. Was it? Where did you say you moved from? Yeah, uh, Fiji. I was three. I didn't I didn't move. I would have stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, again, we're going to link to all of those, um, all of those uh, websites you referenced in the show notes. And thank you uh, for being with us. And have a good night. All right. Take care, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Quentin. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.